Hi, friends. It's Vin Scully. It's time for Dr. Clapper. In sports, there's winning and losing and getting injured. That's why there's Dr. Clapper. Dr. Clapper is the former head of orthopedic surgery at Cedar sinai The Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper, presented by Cedar sinai Hey, Dr. Clapper. How are you? Saturday mornings from 7 to 9. Silence is golden when you can't think of a good answer. <laughs> yes, Doc, I love your show. Now, here he is, Dr. Robert Clapper. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors, and thanks for joining me and Zach each and every Saturday, telling your friends and your family. It's a different kind of show. You ain't going to hear this anyplace else. And for 10 and a half years, almost 11 years, I've been here every Saturday after spending all week seeing patients and doing surgeries. Been an orthopedic surgeon for 32 years here in Los Angeles at Cedar sinai where I'm proud to work my entire career, and I ain't retiring. I'm sticking to it because I love it. The son of a carpenter, the, the son of a nurse. That's what happens when you combine carpentry and nursing. You get an orthopedic surgeon, a carpenter in the body. And each week we have a topic. I cannot wait to talk to my guest at 815, Walter Lee, who owns Fab's Hot Dogs, my favorite hot dog in L.A., because Walter deep fries the hot dog. Can you imagine? But that hot dog don't disintegrate. And it's delicious. And I get the one called the Manhattan because it has that red onions and sauerkraut and mustard. He's in Reseda. That's where you need to go and tell him Dr. Clapper sent you. But if you take an average hot dog and you put it in hot oil, deep fry it, it'll disintegrate. That hot dog has to be made special to be strong and special casing. So Walter brings it in from New Jersey. It's called the Ripper. It made me think all week. The Ripper, that a hot dog has to be extra strong to withstand that hot oil. Of course you got to get it from New Jersey because New Jersey, when I think about New Jersey, what do I think about? That it's not New York City. It's just near New York City. It's next to New York City. And if you want to stand out and you're from New Jersey, you got to be extra strong. But you also can't be too loud about it. Because if you are, people say, hey, Mr. Big Shot, Mrs. Big Shot, you're not from New York. Be quiet. You're from Jersey. It almost forces you to be humble and soft-spoken and yet be strong. It's hard to get noticed when you're, when you're from New Jersey. And it made me think all week, where in sports, where in art, where in my world of surgery do you see that modesty, that humbleness from New Jersey, but that strength? Well, Bruce Springsteen sang a song called Jersey Girl. He talks about a bridge, the George Washington Bridge, that he had to go over the Hudson River to get to Jersey. The George Washington Bridge. Here's the song. Listen to Bruce Springsteen. Tonight I'm gonna take that ride Across the river to the Jersey side To my baby, to the car. 
That bridge was built 100 years ago. And the designer, the architect, who decided it has to go from Washington Heights in Manhattan to Fort Lee, New Jersey, because that was the spot that was so high in the heights above the Hudson River that ships could still go down the river, cargo ships. They initially said, you need to build it at 57th Street. He said, no, you're going to interrupt all the ships. It's going to be harder to build it there. Those towers are 600 feet tall. And I'm talking about Otmar Amin, the architect, the modest, courageous, humble architect who built the George Washington Bridge. Last year, 103 million cars went over the GW Bridge. It's the busiest bridge in the world for vehicles. And it was supposed to be covered in granite stone like the Brooklyn Bridge. But the Great Depression came two years into building it. And Atmar Amun said, we can finish the bridge. We can save money during the Depression. Don't put the stone on it. And they said, well, the steel guts of the bridge will be exposed. He said, I over-engineered it. You don't have to worry. And when that bridge was finished in 1931, the Depression is still going on. To make America feel good about itself, the president, Frank Roosevelt, came to the unveiling of that bridge. And there was Atmar Amin representing the ethics of New Jersey, in my opinion, not right in front taking all the credit, but in the background. Listen to his daughter talking about that fateful day when that massive accomplishment in engineering and architecture finally came to fruition and how she talks about her dad's modesty and strength and courage to finish that project. Atmar Amin would go on to design the Bayonne Bridge, Triborough, Whitestone, Throgs Neck Bridges, and the largest and last, the Verrazano's Narrows Bridge, before passing away in 1965. I try to visualize Father being here at the celebration of the opening of the bridge 75 years later. This was his favorite. He really had to take the courage and the, the entrepreneurship to, to push it all. If we see him there at the opening, he won't be standing there with his chest out. He would be quietly back in the background, just very modestly enjoying everybody else's enthusiasm. That to me is New Jersey. You're in the background. You ain't from New York City. You want to stand out? Be humble. You have to be humble, but you also have to be twice as strong. We're in the world of sports. When I hear New Jersey... And think of New Jersey, do I feel the modesty and the strength at the same time like Otmar Amin who built that bridge? It's Mike Trout, my favorite baseball player since Mickey Mantle. He's from New Jersey. Listen to the story of Mike Trout from Millville, New Jersey. Welcome to Millville, New Jersey. It's a small town about 45 miles south of Philadelphia. Like a lot of small towns, it has a lot of little things it's proud of. Its history, its traditions, and local haunts that somehow always feel like home. But folks in Millville can tell you something else too. 
they can say that Mike Trout, maybe the best young player baseball has ever seen, comes from their town. There's a coffee shop in Millville, New Jersey, town of 28,000 people, called Jim's Coffee Shop. It's Mike Trout's favorite because it's everyone's favorite in Millville, New Jersey. But listen to the waitress say, we know he's a big shot. We're so proud of him. But when he still comes to the coffee shop to visit home, to visit his parents, he's still like that same high school kid. Money didn't change Mike Trout. If you hear Millville, everybody talks about Jim's lunch. It's the best restaurant around, I think. What's the special sauce? They won't tell you. It's a secret. Not even you know? No, I don't know. I don't even want to know either. Because <laughs> I'll be home trying to make it. It won't, it won't turn out good. When he comes in here, it's just like it was when he, he was in high school. From a humble guy coming in here to watching him on the big screen. And so many thousands, millions of people cheering for him. Money changes people, success changes people, and it has not changed him, not one bit. Listen to his teammates talking about what modesty, humbleness, but strength in the same person sounds for him. He's a walking map of New Jersey. You could just tell his talent level was head and shoulders above the rest of the people that were on that field. He was destined for something great on the baseball diamond. I thought I was an okay player until you meet a guy like Trout. Back out of the Strouts, it is caught! Oh, what a catch by Mike Trout! He can hit, hit for power, hit for average, and the way he runs, whew, I said, man, you have a little soul in you, you run like that, that's pretty fast. He's very strong. He has the football type of body that's able to look still graceful on a baseball diamond, whether it's stealing bases, whether it's tracking down fly balls. Listen to ESPN's Brian Kenny, our baseball expert, talking about where you put Mike Trout when you think about baseball. So now, at the incredibly still young age of 25, that combination of work ethic and otherworldly talent has shaped him into the best player in baseball and made it almost impossible not to talk about him in historical terms. I think what people don't understand is that he is Mickey Mantle. He is Willie Mays, Stan Musial, Ted Williams. Basically, you're talking a superstar level, a 10-win player. That's what Mike Trout has done for five straight years. He is an all-time great on the track of being one of the greatest players in the history of the sport. And here's his mom saying, he's from New Jersey. It's in his blood. And then you'll hear the waitress from Jim's Lunch talking about, what a big impact he's made. How proud everyone from New Jersey is of him. Everybody, every little kid wants to be like Mike Trout. It's in his blood. South Jersey and Cumberland County and Millville, it's, 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 it's in his blood. Absolutely. You see all, all these uh, kids today, and they all want to be another Mike Trout. Everybody in Millville wants to be a Mike Trout. Billy Bean, who started Moneyball, Works for the Oakland A's. He talks about how he missed out on Mike Trout. Because when these big shots, these experts came to look at him, they didn't take him seriously because he's from New Jersey. And he regrets it. The longer I've been doing this job, the harder it is to get out and go see kids. I mean, especially, you know, a kid who lives in Millville, New Jersey, which 
And by the way, it's a flight cross country to Philadelphia and about an hour plus drive up to Millville, right? But our scouting staff kept telling us, hey, this kid, you gotta go see this kid. So we take this cross country flight. I remember that sandwich shop because it'll haunt me the rest of my life. And we go see the kid and our scouting staff loved him. The thing that's amazing about that day was I believe he went 0 for 5, and I believe he popped up like four of the five times. But you could tell he was an athletic kid. It's a shame, though, because you're disrespected if you're from New Jersey. And that's your loss, the Oakland A's, Billy Bean, because he came to Anaheim. The bias against New Jersey, I don't get it. When you're a player in New Jersey, you do know there's some bias against you. And as a result, there'll always be a little bit of a, of a doubt about really how good you are, no matter what you do. Well, that kid looks really good, but, you know, he's doing it in Jersey. Well, let's see what happens if he played, you know, 40, 50, 60 games in high school in Texas. Yeah, it was tough, because uh, you couldn't get recognized. A lot of people don't know about, you know, obviously Bill in New Jersey. Now listen to his teammate, Torrey Hunter, talking about a catch that Mike Trout made in 2012 that blew his mind. Not a lot of 20-year-olds not only perform well, but perform well in every aspect of the game that quickly. I don't think anybody, including Trout, thought he'd have the kind of year that he had in 2012. It was a season with almost too many Mike Trout highlights to count. But there was one signature moment that came to define his gifts more famously than any other. This one's at the center field and deep. Back out it is Trout. Back it goes. It is caught. Oh, what a catch by Mike Trout. Takes a home run away. What a play by the 20-year-old in center field. And you bet he's smiling. That was an unbelievable play. Now listen to Torrey Hunter and Mike Trout. Listen to Mike Trout tell you, I'd rather catch and rob a home run than hit one. That catch that he made in Baltimore, I was almost passed out because of the adrenaline that was in me. Just watching him jump up and reach over that wall. Mike Trout with another spectacular grab. It was one of the greatest catches I've seen with my eyes. I've made some, and people say, oh, Torrey, that was an awesome catch. But I, hadn't, I didn't see it, you know? And just watching it, it was the greatest vision I've ever had. <laughs> I just try to catch everything in the outfit. I think it's better robbing a home run than hitting a home run. It's uh, it's Santa for years. <laughs> New Jersey, that's the key. Modest, strong, and based on my next guest, delicious. Because his hot dogs get imported from New Jersey. He's the reason I'm making this whole topic today about the George Washington Bridge and Mike Trout. Coming up next, we're going to talk to my favorite hot dog in L.A. You're going to have to go to Reseda. It's Fab's Hot Dogs. I'll be talking to the great Walter Lee. Coming up next on the Weekend Warriors Show here on 710 ESPN. Check out the Weekend Warrior Facebook Know Your Your Knee Posts. One of the most complicated areas of the body. ACL, PCL, MCL, patella supplication. Really? Dr. Clapper translates the language of your knee on the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Simply type in Weekend Warrior in the search bar and click on Doc's picture. Wow! Your knee feels better already. Damn right. Like, follow, and feel better with the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is Keyshawn in the morning. My man, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show starts your Saturday morning. Join the doc from 7 to 9 a.m. But don't miss my show, Monday morning on 710 ESPN. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Why, a four-year-old child could understand this report. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Run out and find me a four-year-old child. I can't make a head or tail out of it. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN. 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Oh, my God, Zach. Lauren Hills from New Jersey. Great job. God, do I love her. This song. I'm so excited, though, to talk to my next guest. This has really hit a nerve in my brain to talk about food and New Jersey all at the same time. We're joined now by the great Walter Lee. Walter, thanks so much for getting up early to be with us. You there, Walter? Here, can you hear me? Now I can hear you, Walter. Thanks so much for getting right. up early to be with us. I was saying thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. Honored to be on the show with you. Oh, it's my pleasure. Walter, tell us the story, your story. Where did you grow up? How did you get into this business? It's my favorite hot dog in L.A., and I just want to know, and I want the listeners to know, how it all started. Well, I grew up in L.A. It was my uh, my partner, um, Joe Fabricini, and that's why it's called Fab Hot Dogs. Hmm. Uh, he grew up in New Jersey, hmm. and he's the one that brought out the uh, the Ripper from New Jersey out to California with us. Hmm. And is it a unique place that you get them made in New Jersey that you can't get them done in L.A.? Tell us what's so special about getting them done in New Jersey. Well, I've, I've frequented Jersey also, Um there's a place called uh, Ruts, Ruts Hut that originally uh, caught everyone's attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, they used Thuman's Hot Dogs, which is out of New Jersey. Mm. And uh, why would you change something that works? <laughs> You're a smart man, Walter. <laughs> You're a smart man. Can you, without revealing the secrets, and I want to talk about the hot dog itself, but the red onion sauce, Walter. They're not red onions. They're white onions, I assume, in some kind of tomato sauce. But tell me a little bit about the red onion sauce. That's also brought in. It's made by Thumans, again. Um, it's, it's, it's a thing from New Jersey. And <laughs> a lot of LAers, I would say, I would uh-huh. call us, uh-huh. um, we've come to love it. Yeah. But you're right. It's, it's not red onions. It's white onions in a tomato-type sauce, and it's unbelievable. Yes, sir. And, okay, teach me a little bit, Walter Lee, about sauerkraut. Is that something you also have to bring from New Jersey, or you can make that here? We make it here, actually. The, the kraut is made here. Okay. Um, you know, it's, it's the deli mustard, uh, the red onion sauce, and the kraut, obviously, is a New Jersey favorite. Mm-hmm. 
but uh, there's a lot of East Coasters out here. Yeah, I mean, can you teach us a little bit about the L.A. customer who comes to Fabs in Reseda? What's their favorite? What's the number one hot dog that you sell, the the, the kind? Is it the bacon-wrapped one because it's talk- an L.A. hot dog? Are we talking about L.A.ers or are we talking about East Coasters that turned into L.A.ers? <laughs> <laughs> Do you, can you rank it? Like, what's the number one style hot dog that you sell? I'm gonna say number one is a is a uh, is a tie between the Ripper mm-hmm. and an L.A. street dog. Because <laughs> you know you're not gonna get sick because you're not buying it from some street cart. You're buying it from a place that has all kinds of regulations that make sure that it's healthy or healthy that it's clean. I should say. <laughs> <laughs> the wow. hot dogs we use are all beef. It is I can quote healthy. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, the rippers are pork, but I mean, if you can't eat a ripper once in a while, what's, what's, what's what life all about? Listen, I'm a doctor. I'll give patients a prescription. I think it, I'm not going to say it cures, uh, arthritis, but I think it'll bring a smile to your face. If you end up with a nice ripper in your mouth, that's for sure. It might. Wow. So how did you get into the food business, Walter? What is it that inspired you to go that route? I've loved to cook. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's a lot of, there, there's people out there that say, you know, they, they, they live, uh, they eat to live. Mm-hmm. I live to eat. Mm-hmm. And to see the enjoyment on people's faces when, when they have my food, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's an awesome feeling. Now, how many fabs locations are there? Fabs. There's one, the original one, mm-hmm. um, we're located in Reseda, mm-hmm. uh, California, and uh, we've been going, I believe, I, I, I've, I've almost even lost count. I'm going to say about uh, 16 years strong. And how did you meet Fabricini? Just an old friend of mine mm-hmm. um, in the same industry, and, you know, we decided to partner up, and, and then he retired about, uh, I'd say, about nine years ago, ten years ago. Hmm. The buns, you make them here or you ship them in? They're made here. Hmm. Is there a busy... We try to keep everything as fresh as possible. Yeah, no, you can tell when you go in there, you can tell it immediately. I have to stop myself, Walter, because I know what time you open, and I say to myself, maybe I don't want to be the first customer because things haven't gotten heated up yet. I'm embarrassed to say, but I can't help myself. I'm usually there just as they're bringing the tables outside. I'm like, are you open yet? <laughs> and your staff is very friendly and accommodating. Um, and uh, I don't, it's difficult, even in the hospital business that I'm in as a doctor, finding the right people to work for you. So are the employees there forever, or what's the secret behind hiring someone to work at Fabs? You know, there are a few that have been there since uh, day one, mm-hmm. and uh, we have we have a model, I guess. I mean, it's 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 treat the staff like you want to be treated. Yeah, and I mean that goes for for every industry, I think, mm-hmm. and, and and it works out well. And the food's good when they're on break. Were you around when the Guy Fieri came from Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives? I was, but I wasn't involved in the day-to-day. Mm-hmm. And how about Jonathan Gold? Were you there when he came? Uh, yes, I was. Yeah. He, it's so all sad those, that he's All gone. those things is, 
is what made us. Yeah. Well, this is going to help a bit too because the this is a big audience that we're talking to right now. And uh, oh, it is. Get ready is. for the onslaught. Now, tell me about your love for the Lakers. I know you love basketball. Are you still playing basketball? I am a big Laker fan. Um, <laughs> my two boys, my wife, we're we're huge Laker fans. Uh, I think uh, I think COVID was the first season that we missed a game, yeah. but I think that's everybody. Wow. Yeah. No, for sure. Well, let, let's hear your diagnosis as a Laker fan. What are they going to do? They have all the big names, but there's no chemistry. It's just not hey, working right now. It takes time. It takes time. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make excuses. Mm-hmm. But uh, it takes time. We the organization has a has a great record, has mm-hmm. a great track record. Um, you know, the players are there. They just need to start clicking. You know, Doctor Buss was not a medical doctor. He had a PhD. His PhD was in chemistry. Now you can say, what does that have to do with a basketball team being a chemist? But I'm here to tell you, water is H2O, two hydrogens and an oxygen. Peroxide is hydrogen, one hydrogen and an oxygen. It sounds silly, but the bonding of molecules, this is what Dr. Buss was the greatest at, bonding people. He understood how, how on a cellular level, how things worked and didn't work, and that is why he built the greatest franchise, the Lakers. Well, Walter, uh, combining basketball and hot dogs and deep frying them and just talking to you and eating at your place I really want, I can't thank you enough. And for me to be able to showcase Fabs on this channel and on this station and on this show, it really is fantastic that uh, I know you've got a lot going on and I really appreciate you making the time to be with us this morning. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I'll see you in about two hours. Okay, Walter. See you soon. (laughs) I'll be there at the door. God bless you. Go Lakers. Thank you. All right, Walter. God bless. All right, Warriors. The clinic's filled i'm gonna do some clapper vision i definitely want to teach you about mike trout and his thumb clapper we'll get into it coming up next the number is 877-710-ESPN you're listening to the one and only weekend warrior show every saturday morning on 710 ESPN it's good to be king Right, King James? Absolutely. And good to be courtly friends on the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. I love it. Be treated like medical royalty with Clappervision. Clappervision. Feast like a monarch on Doc's delectable finds. There we go. And that far rockaway jester humor. <laughs> Search Weekend Warrior and click on Doc's regal picture. Cool. <laughs> Sound the trumpets. No cortisone, alchemy, or leeches here. Everything's good. Bow, curtsy, like, or follow the Weekend Warrior Facebook page that makes me happy cheers hey it's mace you know there is no better way to start your saturday than with dr clapper and the weekend warrior show 7 to 9 a.m saturday mornings and don't miss mason in ireland back monday at 1 on 710 espn what's going on la this is kobe bryant i don't understand a damn word he just said start your weekend off right listening to the weekend warrior show with dr clapper that's why i look for the perfect pizza and cheeseburger and taco and enchilada el tarasco in manhattan beach Oh, my God, is that good? Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Thanks to Walter coming on, Fab's Hot Dogs. But it inspired me all week to think about 
why would you have to get the hot dog from New Jersey? What is it about New Jersey? It's a blue-collar working type of place. But don't forget, they've got Princeton University. It's not just, you know, people working in factories. But yet, it's in the shadow of New York City. And it's something special about New Jersey. You've got to stand out, but you've got to be humble. You got to work harder than everybody else because you're not really going to be taken that seriously. That's what happened to Mike Trout. And he fascinates me. As an orthopedic surgeon, when he slid into second base head first, how many times do you have to tell the baseball player or the quarterback, don't slide head first? Because when you put your hands out in front of you, you can't help. As a baseball player, trying to grab that base, which is bolted into the ground. If your outstretched thumb gets pulled to the side, away from the palm of your hand, just like a skier holding a ski pole and falling, the ski pole has a long lever arm. You're going to rip the ligament that allows you to hold the ski pole, that allows you to hold a hammer, that allows you to hold and grip a basketball or a football. Chris Paul, Drew Brees, and Mike Trout have one thing in common. They may play different sports, football, baseball, basketball, but they're, they're human beings. They may be warriors, but the weekend warrior has a lot in common, anatomy-wise, with the warriors. The hell yeah. I may be operating on professional athletes, but it's no different than you, the weekend warrior. Right now, look at the back of your hand. Look at your thumb. Look at your fingernail of your thumb. And wiggle your thumb. Make it flex and extend. That's the interphalangeal joint. You can see moving. Now go closer to the knuckle. And now you can realize that's the joint that allows us to have a power grip. And what allows those tendons and muscles to squeeze your thumb next to your index finger and the palm of your hand and all four of your fingers together as you wrap your hand around a hammer or a steering wheel or a bottle of Corona with a lime in it. You need a cable, a a static structure, not a tendon or a muscle that moves, but actually something that won't move that allows your thumb to kiss the index finger, the palm, and for you to wrap those four fingers around. And that ligament, is called the ulnar collateral ligament in the thumb. And it spans the metacarpal, that big bone, the base of your thumb, to that phalanx, phalange, if you will, of your thumb. It's literally bolted into the bone. Clapper vision is if the joint is like a bicycle, that kickstand is bolted into the bicycle. That ligament is bolted into the bone itself. 
But when you, Mike Trout, reach out to second base and your thumb gets caught on the base that doesn't move, or your Drew Brees, and I think it was Aaron Donald actually, hitting Aaron Donald's helmet, I think that's what it was, that spread his thumb away from the palm of his hand. And I don't remember how Chris Paul actually did it. But they, all three of them, tore their ulnar collateral ligament. So now when you go to grip something, there's no stability to the joint. The thumb just bah, opens up like a book. You can't grab anything. And I'm here to tell you, if you go within, with a scalpel through the skin and look at the ulnar collateral ligament itself that's bolted into the bone that crosses the joint, it looks like buying a box of dried spaghetti. The strands that make up the ligament are vertically oriented like those strands of spaghetti. Take that bunch of spaghetti and now, with one hand on the bottom of the spaghetti, one hand of your other hand on the top, and now crack the spaghetti in half. Now, each hand is holding a bunch of spaghetti. It used to be one long strand. Now it's in two pieces. It's broken. That's what a torn ligament literally looks like. You've got one strand of bunch of spaghetti on one side and one strand on the other. And the reason I'm using the spaghetti clapper vision is that parallel spaghetti strands, they line up perfectly next to each other. How are you going to put a stitch in? How are you going to pass with a needle and special thread through the spaghetti? It's just there's nothing to bite onto. That he is the secret. And it's a stitch you have to learn how to do as a surgeon. It's a, lock, it's a locking type of stitch where you pass the needle first parallel to the spaghetti strand and pop up through it. Now, if you pull on the needle and thread at that point with the first pass of the stitch, the, the, the suture is parallel like the strand of spaghetti. You pull on it, it's going to pull right out. There's no bite because it's parallel to the very fibers. So a crack house stitch, you learn as a surgeon is, yes, you take the needle and you pass it through the strands of spaghetti. But now you take your needle and literally turn it 90 degrees as you take the next bite with the needle, passing through perpendicular to all the strands of spaghetti of the ligament and pop out on the other side. Now you've locked the stitch into the ligament. Now you can actually pull both ends of your sutures and it kisses the two ends of the torn ligament together. And in the case of the ulnar collateral ligament in the thumb, usually it rips off its attachment to the bone. So people like Dr. Steve Shin, who's the best in the business, who's at Cedars as a hand surgeon, who actually fixed the thumb of Chris Paul, Drew Brees, and Mike Trout. You drill a hole into that bone, the phalange, and you take those stitches that you just passed through the ligament, 
and you bury them into the hole you drilled into the bone. The same way we use an interference screw when I fix your ACL ligament, that's what you'll use, a tiny one, for the thumb. But what's really interesting is in an acute injury, it just happened on the field, for example, you tear the ligament in your knee, your ACL, because there's joint fluid, we can't just put stitches like I've just described with the strands of spaghetti for your ACL. We're trying. Some people feel that if the tear is closer to the bone, you can treat it like the thumb. But for the most part, you need a graft. But in thumb injuries that I've described, yes, some of them can be chronic. But in the three athletes I just described, Chris Paul, Drew Brees, and Mike Trout, they got their injury. It's not a chronic injury. It's acute. You take them to surgery, and you pretty much grab onto their own ligament. You don't need a graft. And you repair their own ligament by putting it back in the bone with that crack house stitch and then burying it into the bone. You put them in a splint, which allows them to move a little bit, but they go on to heal. And every one of those athletes, Mike Trout, Chris Paul, Drew Brees, are back playing their sport. The advances in orthopedic surgery, thanks to people like Arthrex and Reinhold Schmieding, who started that company, we can do things that we couldn't do before. I began the show by talking about a shoulder dislocation and how I fixed the shoulder in a half an hour versus two and a half hours when I used to do them open. The advances in our tools and our technology just make my job so much fun each and every day because of the progress in the tools that I can use. We'll take a break. We'll pay some bills. And coming up next, I want to take you back into the operating room. And I also want to talk to you about what we'll be doing next week. It's a fascinating show, and it involves storytelling. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors show every Saturday here on 710 ESPN. Holy emoji, clap man. Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Holy slip disc. That's right, Robin. Hear listeners talk about their aches and pains. Holy hamstrings. Along with Doc's clapper vision. Breathe deeply. And advice to callers. On your toes, Robin. So like... Follow and enjoy a wise decision. The Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Frankly, I can think of nothing more stimulating. Ed Sedano, you know there's no better way to start your Saturday than when my guy, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. What's going on, LA? This is Kobe Bryant. Can you tell me the price of this bed? $8,000. Well, that's preposterous. I can get the same bed anywhere in town for $25. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Yes, but not with me in it. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. The great Queen Latifah. Zach has identified her from New Jersey. Love it. That's what today's show's all about. 
And I just got a lovely text from Walter Lee telling me my phone is blowing up, Dr. Clapper. We all listen to the Weekend Warrior Show. I love it. Oh, I want to just share some good news. Uh, you've heard over the years me talk about my research into the saber-toothed tiger at the La Brea Tar Pits, trying to understand the animal's hips, which is what I love, is anatomy. And I wrote a paper about using the CAT scan at Cedars to understand what happened to those animals. And the paper was accepted, and guess what they're going to do? They're going to make a special exhibit at the La Brea Tar Pits uh, with the research that I did. And that's coming down the pike, and I'll share with you when the exhibit uh, is finalized. But it's so cool to be able to use the CAT scan at Cedars-Sinai and the most modern equipment to help the museum in L.A. understand something that the paleontologists never knew before because I could teach them about what happened to that animal and it affects how they think about how they survived 20,000 years ago here in L.A. It's awesome. To be able to combine the world of art, the world of science, which I love to do, every Saturday, but to be able to do it with a museum in this town, bringing the paleontologists to Cedars to study their bones is just, oh, it's just the greatest. I'm so lucky. All right, let's take some calls. The clinic's open. I could talk forever, as you can tell. The number's 877-710-ESPN. Who are you going to take first? David, you're in Murrieta, wherever that is. Thanks so much for joining me. Yes, sir. Thank you for taking my call. This is uh, Dave from Marietta. Doc, I got a question about my ankle. How young are you? What do you do for a living, David? I'm a a certified massage therapist, and I am 36 years old. Now, this is not your first job, right? Where'd you grow up? I grew up in East Los Angeles, and I've had many jobs, but I've been doing this for about 10 years, and I, I love it. Wow. So you have your own clients. You go to their house. They come to you. How does this work? Uh, I'm sorry. You cut out there. What was that one more time? So you go to their houses, the clients, or they come to you, to your your place? Uh, you have a brick-and-mortar place. Uh, yeah. I, I, I work at a high-end spa in Corona called Glen Ivy, and I also uh, do mo- mobile massage therapy. Wow. Yeah. And you massage the back, the lower back, everywhere? Oh, no, the full body is the best way to go because how are you going to diagnose unless you get the full picture? Right. Right? Because everything's connected. What did your father do for a living? Uh, my father's an engineer. Really? So what does he think yeah. about his son becoming a massage therapist? <laughs> uh, well, he wishes that uh, <laughs> I got a, a four-year education. However, uh, it's, it's, it's a, I'm going back to school. It's a continuing journey. It's a lifelong journey, education. So, uh, What are your hobbies, David? Are you into music? Are you into art? What, are you cooking? What is your, your – you sound like a very interesting person to me. What are your uh, hobbies? Thank, yeah, thank you. You know, I, I, I dabble in everything. I do play a little guitar. I do cook. Um, I'm an artist by heart. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I'm a massage therapist because I couldn't make it as a musician. Uh, I mean, unless I wanted some more money, of course, but, uh, <laughs> I think um, you, David, 
I think you, like me, have a problem sitting still. Is that right? <laughs> oh, man, you nailed me nailed on the head, right? Yes, absolutely, 110%. You know, there's a Yiddish word. My mother used to call me this all the time. She used to say, you're, Robbie, you're such a vance. I go, what's a vance? In Yiddish, a vance is a bed bug. Can you imagine? I go, Mom, you're calling me a bed bug? She goes, yeah, because they Jumping don't sit the still. <laughs> That's hilarious. Good for you. Good for you. All right, what you do to yourself? How can I help you? Okay, so I've had numerous rolled ankles, right? Mm -hmm. um, nothing to the point where it was black and blue or, you know, I couldn't walk on it. I mean, I mean, I, mean, I, I shouldn't have walked on it, but... This last one did me in, Doc, and I was um, walking. I was on a second story, and I had creaky floors, so when I sprained my ankle, I was, wasn't walking the way I should have. So mm -hmm. it, it healed pretty terribly. Okay. Um, needless to say, this one, um, when I do circumduction with my leg and kind of like inward rotation, mm -hmm. uh, before, before I say that, when I'm walking, no pain, right? Mm -hmm. Zero pain. Mm -hmm. um, at, but, at, but as soon as I stop and I start rotating that ankle, um, it, it, it hurts. And I try to try to point that pinky toe out. It really hurts. Um, but the, well, the, my question is, is that I, I'm on the fence on surgery. How do you know when, when to really get it? Cause I don't, I don't want to put any, like a nail. I don't want to put any nails. I, I'm just no, no, know no, no. Okay. I'm going to help you. You ready? Clapper. All righty, David, you listen to the show. You know what clapper vision is? Yes, sir. Okay. Clapper vision. The big toe side of your jaw, of your foot and ankle is the medial side. That's the big toe side, the medial malleolus and all that. There's one big fat ligament there, and it's called the deltoid ligament that attaches your shin bone, the tibia, to your foot and ankle. But on the lateral side, where your pinky toe is, there's an extra bone that comes from the knee to the ankle called the fibula. Okay? The fibula only carries 15%. 85% is by the tibia, the shin bone, but 15%, very little, of the weight is carried by that little bone called the fibula. But its job is to pretty much anchor ligaments. And my best clapper vision of the foot and ankle is Hawaii 5 because I love to surf. When you watch the intro to Hawaii 5 you see those men in the Polynesian outrigger canoe they're not daniel boone going down a lazy river in a canoe because if you go in one of those canoes one big wave comes and you tip over so the ancient polynesians realized so that they don't drown and die in the waves they make an outrigger so they have this little pontoon that sticks off the side of the main canoe that balances the boat and gives it stability your shin bone the tibia is the big canoe where the men sit and the women sit. The pontoon, the outrigger that keeps it from tipping over is the fibula. And just like in the outrigger canoe, you have these beams that go perpendicular to the canoes and the outrigger that brace it in place. Well, if you look under the microscope at our ankle, you will see the tibia and the fibula. We have something called the syndesmosis. And that is the structure that connects the fibula and the tibia. But when you get down lower by the ankle, the medial side has one big fat ligament, the deltoid ligament, but the lateral side to allow for rotation and movement that you want, just not just the hinge joint of the ankle, but movement and rotation, 
you actually have three ligaments. The anterior, because it's in front, talofibular ligament. Talo is the talus bone, fibula is the bone. Anterior, talofibular ligament. You then have one way in the back called the posterior, because it's in the back, talofibular ligament. But what connects the fibula to the heel bone is the calcaneofibular ligament. If you sprain your ankle, usually it's just to one of the three, the one in the front, the anterior talofibular ligament. You get put in an air cast, no big deal, and you heal up and you can play basketball and do karate and run around and have a life. However, if you're rolling your ankle, tears the anterior talofibular and the calcaneofibular ligament, which is what you've done, you now have these chronic episodes of it rolling in with very little effort at all. This was the same injury Steph Curry had, the same injury Cam Newton had, and the same injury that you have, David. Now, you have a choice as a surgeon. You can either try to find the old ligament, a stump of it, but you are describing an injury that's happened for so long, I doubt it's worth much the ligament that the original ligament that remains. So you're probably going to need a graft of some kind. However, you need an orthopedic surgeon who's not just doing knees and hips and shoulders like me. You need someone who just does foot and ankle, someone that I trust. And I'm going to give you a couple of names of people that I'm going to want you to go visit. All right? I'm I, actually going I appreciate to give you, that. I'm going to give you three names, and you can write them down or you can listen to the podcast and you'll hear these names. And you call these guys and you tell them you're Dr. Clapper's cousin because they're busy. But they will, and tell them you're a weekend warrior, they'll get all excited. They're at Cedars. Here's the three okay. people I want you to call. One, David Thordeson. He's a Gordon, foot and Gordon ankle. Th- T-H-O-R-D-A-R-S-O-N. David Thordeson. The next one, Tim Charlton, C-H-A-R-L-T-O-N. Love him. And the final one is Max Michalski, M-I-C-H-A-L-S-K-I. All three of these guys have been guests on this show. They are, they are the, that's who you need. And you can go and feel very comfortable that you're going to fix it. It's not going to happen again. And you're going to get on with your life because you have a life that you need to live. Because of all the things that you're interested in, they're all going to be set back, David. If your ankle keeps rolling, you need to put a stop to this. It's great to be holistic. I love it. You hear me every Saturday how much I love writing books with Lindy Uwe about not having surgery. Don't have cortisone shots. Don't let them give you stem cells and not run to surgery right away. I get it. David, for your case, forget about it. It's time to fix it. But it needs to be fixed properly by someone who knows how to do it. It's called a brostrum, B-R-O-S-T-R-O-M procedure. That's what you're going to need. And these guys know how to do it best, better than anybody else. Read about the brostrum procedure. Um, and uh, that's what you're going to need. And you, like Cam Newton, like Steph Curry, they're back playing professional sports. You will be back driving your mother and father crazy because you can't get a real job but we love it that you're doing your massage therapy because I can only imagine lying on my stomach and having you given a massage you are a people person that's your gift David and you bring out the best in everybody you heal them with your fingers 
But I can already tell you also heal people because you enjoy people and you're interested in them. And you bring a lot of creativity to your craft. So keep doing what you're doing, but get your ankle fixed. And I want you, David, Absolutely. a total stranger. I want you to find a total stranger today. Do something nice for them. That's how you'll be thanking me. I will. I promise. And thank you so much Appreciate uh, for it. taking my call. And uh, have a great day. Thank you. All right. God bless you, David. Keep it up. Wherever Murrieta is, I have no idea. I'm sure you get on the 10 and you go ESAC. I'm sure that's how you get to Murrieta. That's my... To my New York solution to getting to Murrieta. Oh, you take the five? Okay. With the five, you can get to the five by taking the 10. Sooner or later, you got to get on the 10. All right, Warriors, let's talk about next week. We're going to talk about storytelling because there is a festival in Ojai called the Ojai Storytelling Festival. And they are terrific. And one of their best storytellers is going to be my guest next Saturday. So it's already made me think. Where in art, where in sports do I find the storytelling? And let me tell you this. I've thought about it already. There's only three kinds of stories that you can tell. You can tell a story about yourself. You can tell a story about another person. And then you can tell a story about fantasy. Well, you're going to hear three versions from two of my favorite storytellers. Vin Scully and, and Steve Jobs. Until then, I'm going to leave you with Volare, which means I'm singing and I'm flying, which I like to do every Saturday with you. And thanks for telling your family and your friends. Until next Saturday, I'll see you on the radio. Miss an interview or Doc's weekly story? Check it out on the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Also, Doc's advice to callers on their aches and pains. Just type Weekend Warrior in the Facebook search bar and you'll see Doc's picture in the listings. And thanks for checking out the Weekend Warrior Facebook page.